In Matthew chapter 6, it says, Who by worrying can add to their life? Do not worry about tomorrow. Pagans run after these things. National emergency. Philippians 4 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. An interesting fact about humanity is that whatever you feed grows. Financial pandemic. If you feed your faith, it grows. If you feed your fears, they grow. It's all spiral very quickly. It's going to get worse. Some have to live and some have to die. Realize that our time is better spent talking to the Father than getting all worked up and reading and feeding our minds with the news and the media about what everybody is saying about how this is doom and gloom and how money, which we have hoped in, is lost. Hope not in money. Hope in your Father, your God, Jesus Christ, your Savior. Have your faith and use it. Walk according to it. Whatever you feed grows. This is the time to press into the church, lean into the church, to be surrounded by God's people. We can offer prayers for one another. We can offer hope to one another. We can speak words of truth to one another. If you feast on the word of God and you renew your minds around the truth, your faith, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But if you go to the news and you read article after article after quote after talking head and you continue to feed those fears, they grow and get bigger and bigger and bigger. Whatever you feed grows. Today, did you wake up this morning and feast on the word of God and go to him in prayer? Or did you feed your fears? Well, happy Easter, everyone. And I'm so glad that you've joined us here and, uh, uh, man, what a great day that we remember um, that Christ rose from the dead and he gave us life uh, abundantly here on earth and he gave us life even after this life here on earth. But I'm so glad you're, you're here with us. When you look at that video, um, I would ask you this, what are you feeding? What are you nurturing? Uh, and not just during this time of COVID, uh, all the time, uh, what are you... Uh, what are you feeding your mind? What are you feeding your heart? Uh, whenever you face any type of trial, any type of uh, just a hiccup in your life, and you, you may be saying to yourself, well, what does this have to do with Easter? Uh, Easter is a day to celebrate. We don't need to talk about those things. But we learn a lot from um, the disciples during this time from uh, uh, the, the death of Christ to the time that he rose again. And you may be saying, this is supposed to be a day of hope. We're to celebrate today. Well, I want to remind you something, that Christ did not come out of that grave to give you a day of hope, but he rose again to give you days of hope. And this new study that I'm starting is on this biblical word, abide, that Jesus called us to abide. It's what he called the disciples to do way before uh, he went to the cross. From, uh, from the time that they met him, he was teaching them, walking with them, talking with them, and they were abiding with him. And that word abide really means to stay or to remain or to stand fast. And so the, the disciples were told this before 
his death, burial, and resurrection on the cross. That they need to know that you're going to need to understand this word abide. You're going to need to understand this lifestyle of abiding. And that's what we need through anything that we face. The word is used, abide is used 34 times in the Gospel of John. It's used 19 times in 1 John. And we can learn much from the disciples, examples of how they did and did not put abiding into practice. Some of you uh, this morning, you're stuck. You're in this funk. You're down. And it's not because COVID. You were down before that. Uh, and you don't know what to do. It seems like uh, maybe that uh, something has stolen your joy. Uh, and you, you've given up even on something that you love to do. And it's just not as much fun anymore. It doesn't bring enjoyment to you. You know, one time I, I got there, and I love golf, for those of you that know me. But yet, I gave up golf. I didn't enjoy it anymore. Because I was in this whatever it was. Now, I can tell you that my issue and your issue are both the same, is that what I learned about me is my issue was with abiding. I had, I had left. I didn't stay with Christ. I, had, I didn't remain, remain. I didn't stand fast in Christ. And so uh, maybe that's where you are in abiding. And so I want to encourage you to give abiding a chance before you, you move away from your fellowship, before you move away from small groups before you give up, before you think, really, before you think, I need something new. I need to change. Um, and so I want to encourage you, as the disciples walked with Jesus, they had to practice abiding. And I want to read this Easter story for you out of Mark. Most people read it out of different Gospels. Why don't we read it out of Mark because there's something that helps us understand more about abiding. And so, in Mark uh, chapter 16, I'd like for you to turn there, verses 1 through 13. We're going to read it. I'm reading it out of the New American Standard Bible. But if you'll turn to Mark 16, 1 through 13. It says this. And when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome brought spices so that they might come and anoint him. Very early on the first day of the week, They came to the tomb, and when the sun had risen, they were saying to one another, Well, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, although it was extremely large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting at the right, uh, wearing a white robe, and they were amazed. And he said to them, Do not be amazed. Uh, You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who has been crucified, and he has risen. He is not here. Behold, here is the place where they laid him. Now I want you to go, he said, but go tell your disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you to Galilee, and there you will see him, just as he told you. Remember that, just as he told you. And they went out, and they fled from the tomb. For trembling and astonishment had gripped them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Now, after he had risen early on the first day of the week, uh, he first appeared to Mary Magdalene, for whom he had cast out seven demons. And she went and reported those who had been with him while they were mourning and weeping. And when they had heard 
And when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they refused to believe it. I want you to notice that. They refused to believe it. That is very important to all of us to understand that there was a point where they knew Christ, they were abiding in Christ, but they refused to believe what Jesus had taught them, and they'd left abiding. And so he appeared in different form, two of them, while they were walking uh, along on their way to the country. And they went away and reported it to the others, but they did not believe them either. And I want you to notice we see this statement twice. After all they had learned, after all they had been through, after all they had walked through with Christ, they, they, they didn't understand. They weren't abiding. You know, wedged between Friday and Sunday is where anxiety, despair, fear, worry, hopelessness, sadness, pessimism, anger, criticism, isolation, questions, and lack of faith reign. And the same is true for you and me, and that's what I want us to learn. That wedged in between our learning about Christ and our abiding in Christ is where anxiety, despair, fear, worry, hopelessness, depression, pessimism, anger, criticism reign. Are you falling into that chasm? And you may say, well, what is my problem? How do, I, how, do I, uh, how do I not fall into the chasm of anxiety or despair or, or depression? Um, one author put it this way. He says, uh, your corrupt nature is always with you, seeking to drag you to the level where you forget the acceptance and fellowship with the Father that is so freely yours to resist simply is to abide in Christ. The disciples were given an opportunity to listen, watch, and gain knowledge of the plan of God throughout waiting, throughout abiding with Jesus. They walked with him. They talked with him. They hung out with him. And every time that they were with him, he was trying to tell them things that would help them in the future. Now, what I want you to know is that we needed, we need to remain, and we need to abide, and we need to stay. And the disciples did not do that. Some point they did, but they wrestled with this understanding of what Jesus had taught them beforehand. And so this Easter, to give us days of hope, instead of just one day being a day of hope, um, we need to learn to abide. And this Bible right here uh, was one of the reasons it was written was to bring us back so that we can uh, consistently move forward to the relationship with our relationship with Jesus Christ. Most of us get stuck. Now, uh, did they find themselves saying things like this? And I wonder about this. Did the disciples ever find themselves saying things like, man, uh, as they were talking to one another, he said this would happen. He told us that this was going to happen. Remember when we were walking, uh, he said these things. He said we need to abide in him. Remember in the garden 
Remember we were on our way uh, to the garden, how he would talk to us? Remember what he did in the past? And what they were doing is what we do. We were building, a, they were building a history. And I can imagine some of the disciples who were nervous and would not believe that he had risen. That maybe somebody in the group of disciples had to say, he told us to abide. He said, remain. He said, stay. He said, stick with me, even when you don't understand. And so he was calling them to remember about the things that Jesus had taught them. Now, um, there's many things that we can focus on this morning. And I do want us to focus on the fact that, that Jesus died for us and that he rose again. But it's more than just one day. He rose again for us for the rest of our lives. He rose again to give us hope. Remember, not a day of hope, but days of hope. And so, as we look at this, I want to encourage you to uh, pay attention to all the things that you're going through. And are you abiding? Are you abiding in Christ? And some of you are going, well, uh, man, I've tried this before, and it just doesn't work. Some of you are sitting there going, man, I'll tell you, I've been through this. I've tried to have a quiet time daily. I've tried to read my Bible, but it doesn't work. And then some of you are even like, you know what? Um, uh, it's very difficult. My time is so busy right now. I can't add any more to my day. Well, I would encourage you to remember this. You said, how am I going to do it? Andrew Murray said this, that same almighty grace that brought you to Christ will enable you to abide in Christ. The, the, the disciples said, well, he is gone. And we look up at times in our lives to heaven and we say, where are you? Help. Uh, I feel so far away from God. And here's what I want you to understand. Andrew Murray also said this, he is in us, not beyond us. You know, many people forget that God is not up there. He's in us. He's not uh, just beyond. He's, he's not beyond us. Listen. And some of you say, well, I've tried and I've, tr I've failed so many times and, and I just don't know. Let me give you another quote of him. He says, sanctification comes in degrees. In other words, we are being sanctified. We are being uh, fed through the word of God, through prayer. And those degrees, it, sanctification comes in degrees. And you've got to understand it takes time for you to finally get it, for me to finally get it, that I need to build a history with God. You know, sometimes when my wife goes to the store and uh, she'll say, hey, we're, we're going to have pizza. And I know this is going to sound crazy to some of you, but I, 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 she buys these little pizzas, uh, you know, DiGiorno and all those uh, uh, tombstone, whatever pizzas. But I always tell her, I want a... Uh, I want this small little pizza called a Totina's pizza. For some of you, you think a Totina's pizza is gross. But for me, I still love Totina's pizza. And, it, and I ask her to pick me up some pizza. And she'll call me and she'll say, or text me, and she'll say, preheat the oven to this. And so as she's coming home, uh, the oven is preheating. But even though it's preheating and she gets home and we unwrap everything we put in the oven, I still have to wait. It still has to take time to cook. 
and that's us, if we run away from what God has for us while we're cooking, so to speak, being sanctified, man, we'll never understand what abiding truly is. And we need to abide in Christ as much as we can. And so uh, another quote by Andrew Maria says this, As we abide in Christ, we cease to see righteousness as an activity and more as a byproduct of abiding in him. We become increasingly aware of the righteous nature that has been planted in us. That's a great quote for those of you that say, well, I just come to church every once in a while. I try to do good deeds. That's my relationship with Christ. If you abide in him more and more, you'll begin to understand more and more who he is. And you won't be satisfied with doing good deeds. And you won't be satisfied with just coming to church. So what I want you to learn today, um, I want you to learn these truths uh, about Christ. And I want you to understand that, remember, wedged between uh, uh, Sunday uh, or the, the resurrection and wedged between uh, 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 sorry, wedged between his death and wedged between uh, his resurrection is a chance to fall in that chasm. It's a chance, and the disciples did it. They tripped over anxiety. They tripped over fear. And what Christ wants to bring them back to is what I taught you. And if you don't have a history with God, he's got nothing to take you back to. He's got nothing to pull you back and say, I told you this. And so I really want to encourage you this Easter, not only remember the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, but remember what he did it for. He did it for life and life to the full. And here's what I want you to learn. First of all, I want you to learn that through Christ, God will give you, uh, give uh, me strength to abide. So that's what we need to understand. Secondly, through Christ, God is in me. He's not above me or he's not beyond me. The third thing is, through Christ, God is patient with my inconsistencies. And he was patient with the disciples. He still used them. We are here celebrating Easter over the airways because these guys jumped out of that chasm of anxiety and fear and said, we remember what he said and we're going to choose to abide in him. If it weren't for them abiding, we wouldn't be here. And so I want to encourage you to know that through, through Christ, God is patient with your inconsistencies and my inconsistencies. The next thing is abiding in Christ is personal. It's a relationship. When you abide in Christ, it's not just abiding in the church. It's abiding in him, getting to know him, getting to know who he is and what he has for all of us. Understanding the hope. You know, uh, uh, I, I know that uh, you go, well, what, it, what do you want us to do? How am I going to abide in Christ? What does it mean to abide? Some of you have never abided in Christ. Some of you don't even know what that means. Well, it means to stay, I think, to remain within what he taught us in the scriptures. I would encourage you to hang out in the Gospels and get to know who he is. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Get to know how he was. How did he treat the poor? How did he treat the needy? What did he teach his disciples? Whenever they got off track, what did he say to him? So that you can say, you know, when I get off track, I'm going to take those same words and apply them 
to who I am. So this Easter, man, we do remember the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But we remember because he gave us days of hope. And we will have that days of hope only when we abide. We stay. We remain. We stand strong in him no matter what hits us. Divorce, job loss, a wayward son, a wayward daughter, um, somebody hurting you, family members passing away, that we remain, we stay strong. We don't get mad at God and go, where are you? We know that he's in us. He's abiding with us. He's not beyond us. He's not just around us. He's in us. And this is the start of the study that uh, I truly believe uh, God has led me to, to, to give to you. Let me just share something personal. Is When I went on my sabbatical in uh, October, that was, that was what God was calling me to, to abide, to remain. But I didn't see it in that form. I just saw it as though Christ was calling me to just, hey, Pat, calm down and rest in me. And then in December, I think it was December or uh, uh, I got a call from a friend of mine who is the youth pastor at First Baptist Church in Kingwood. And Brian said, hey, Pat, could you come, could you come do our uh, winter retreat? And, you know, uh, it was really amazing. I knew that I was going to do something starting Easter on the word abide. And then he says, oh, and our, our uh, theme is abide. And so that was something that God brought me from my sabbatical. And all of a sudden he said, Pat, I want you to abide in me. I want you to teach our people to abide in me. And so that's why we're here. And I I think it very timely that we have time maybe to abide, to pick up the Bible and read more. And here's how I want to help all of you who are watching. Um, There's this great book. You'll notice that I quoted a guy over and over again called Andrew Murray. This is a writer back in the 1800s. And this book, uh, I found this book, and it's called Abide in Christ by Andrew Murray. And uh, gosh, I, I guess it was in January, I said, let's get a book for each person uh, that attends on Easter. And here we are. We can't hand it out to the congregation. Now, let me tell you, this is not just one of these quick Easter books to give you uh, just a gift that you're going to stick up on the shelf and never do anything with. I'm telling you, for those of you who are down in a funk, for those of you who have lost your joy, for those of you who are filled with anxiety, hey, listen, you're right where the disciples were. They were waiting for Jesus to show up and to, 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 to uh, come out of that grave and rise again. And they needed to abide. Some of them did, some of them didn't. But I want to encourage you, and I want you to have this book. So today, from 4 o'clock, until 5 o'clock, my wife and I will be out here. You'll come around to the back of the church to the drive-thru, and we want to give you a copy of this book to each adult. And even high school students, ninth to 12th grade, I think you can handle it. I think some junior high students can handle it. It's been rewritten, so it's easy to read. It's a 30-day uh, devotional. But I want to tell you, it's not just some quick devotional. It is something that you'll need to read very slowly. You don't want to some of you will do what I did. I, I read the first day, and I underlined everything, and I couldn't help it. I went to the second day because I wanted to learn about abiding. So this is something I've been through. This is something our staff is going through. This is something that I, I've given to our elders as of a week and a half ago, and we want you to go through this book, Abide With Us, 30 days. 
So if you're, uh, if you're uh, dealing with some things, this is the book that I, I really want to encourage you to go through. So from 4 o'clock until 5 o'clock, we will be in the back of the church. Just drive around. We won't touch you, and we'll just let you have this. The first 20 people are going to get a free gift from Shannon and I, and we want to encourage you uh, to be a part of that. So come by and get this book, 4 to 5 o'clock. And then while you're doing that, uh, today is also the day between 4 and 5 o'clock that all those uh, little canned goods and things that we've asked you to get for parcels of hope that you would drive around back. And we want to encourage you to put those uh, canned can goods and the things that we've asked you to get in the back of your trunk or in the back of your van so that all you have to do is uh, push the button, open the back. Nobody will touch anybody, but they can grab that bag of food and take it, uh, uh, and we can start getting that food in to build boxes for people. And so we really want to encourage you to do that. So remember, 4 to 5 o'clock, come and get a book, one for you, one for your spouse. And if you've got a high school student, junior high, we give them one. Until we run out, the first 20 get uh, a free gift, and then also uh, bring your parcels of hope food with you as well. And, uh, man, I'm so glad that you joined us. And thanks for being here this morning. And uh, I really pray that God will use this to bring you closer to who he is and to abide in him. And so happy Easter to all of you. And uh, thank you for being here. And I, I want us to close praying. And so I'm going to invite uh, Micah Howe, our uh, uh, children's pastor, to come on up. And uh, he's going to pray for us. But thank you for being here. Micah. Would you pray with me, church? Well, Father, we're thankful for today for Easter. We're thankful that we're in your house to serve you and worship you, even if it's not here. God, I pray that we as a church will learn over the next 30 days to abide in you, to rest in you. In the midst of this quarantine, may we find strength that only comes from you. Father, I'm thankful for a church family that loves you, for a staff that, that seeks your face each week. Father, may people come to know you this Sunday because of the way you're presenting the gospel throughout the ages, throughout, throughout the kingdom online. Thank you, Father, for rising, for dying, for rising, and living. We love you. Jeremy, pray. Amen.